Welcome to the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome with Melissa Kersher and Wendy Bowlesby. Welcome, dear listeners, to Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. I am Melissa, and I am joined, as always, from across the nation, so far away. That's you, Wendy. Wendy, hi, in Texas. <laughs> I never know. I know. I, we, I we gestured need to come toward... up with a more standard intro. That... I know, I know. And you know what? I gestured in the wrong direction. I just realized I was gesturing towards the Dakotas, and uh, that's not going to work. <laughs> oh, so. Uh, if I ever end up anywhere in the Dakotas, you will know that I actually was an alien the entire time. Okay, got it. No, I don't. But anyway. <laughs> so anyway, Melissa, yes. what are we doing? We're doing a Xana Cinna weekend holiday thing. Yeah! I haven't decided which terminology to use for this one because we're doing a format slightly different from all the things we've done before. So we are both at home and we're going to stay at home. And we're going to mm -hmm. be watching movies together, but apart. And so mm -hmm. um, instead of like what we were doing in past episodes where we were both in the same room together and I was showing Wendy a movie and Wendy was showing me a movie, we're going to dictate movies to each other, go away, watch our individual movies, and then come back and regroup and, and talk in between the films. So I give Wendy a movie. She gives me of something, something of a similar uh, running time. And then we're going to go watch our movies, come back and talk about each of those movies. So we're going to take breaks and come back with two movies apiece each time and, and discuss them as we go along. So this is how we're... It's like uh, a Xanus in a weekend, only on one day and far apart and concurrent. And we are watching movies twice as fast as we used to. <laughs> it's efficient. This is so efficient. <laughs> we should have thought of this before. Right? At your house. You but could go into one room and I could go into another and we could just both watch a movie and come back. Be like, what did you do? I, somehow I feel like that would be less fun. I know. This, however, this uh, deals with the circumstances that we're in, I feel. So I think we're, I think we're good. I think so we're good. Although all, I have to admit, picking mm. movies for you to watch when I won't be there to watch you watch them, I am just so yeah. grateful that I've already covered... Seven brides for seven brothers. <laughs> what we should what we should do is during the breaks we should just turn on the video function of Skype so we can watch each other. <laughs> yes, yes. And, so we can just watch to, each other watch these movies. Yeah. No, it's too distracting. That, no, that's maybe, probably true. Yeah. Mm. Oh, no, it's too distracting. Because then yeah, I'd be right. pausing the movie and be like, "Where are you? What? Yeah. Why are you making that face?" <laughs> maybe just the occasional screenshot and then send it to the other person. Mm. 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 We'll figure That's it out. We'll or, sell, or just a flat out selfie. Just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I have the time, time stamped. Uh, three minutes, 48 seconds. What the hell? 
And this was the moment when Melissa watched. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. Okay. So first of all, what are you drinking? Right now, just a Pepsi. Okay. Because uh, I only woke up an hour ago and I need my caffeine first. Chris did buy me a bottle of sake. Ha! <laughs> ah, excellent. Excellent. I have a bunch of random crap in my cupboards that I'm probably going to go through today. But um, I last weekend, I helped run a 50-hour long live comedy marathon, as you well know. Uh, but yes. Probably don't. But uh, during that time, I filled up an entire flask filled with Bushmills whiskey, and I didn't drink it because oh. I was helping run a 50 hour long live comedy yeah, marathon the from the tech and- booth. Whiskey and tech booth don't necessarily mix. So um, I'm drinking it now. Although <laughs> that's a web series I'd watch, like, <laughs> like Drunk History or Drunk Kitchen, Drunk Tech Booth. <laughs> what does this slider do? Woo! Oh, I'm dizzy. So <laughs> you just you watch the slider go down, and you just hear thuds from the stage as people run into shit. Yes, <laughs> blackout. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm um, I am drinking this lovely flask of whiskey, and I already ran a 5k this morning, so I feel I feel accomplished Damn, enough girl. that I earned this. Well, Damn, you know, this is my dog woke me up two hours early, so it's like, all right, it's on. <laughs> We're going running. <laughs> well, you know, I'm running a 10K and a 5K in two weeks. Mm-hmm. Right. So Disney, yesterday right? was my running day. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's going to be fun. I'm a little trepidatious about the 10K. I know I can keep the pace. It's just, that's six miles of running. I, I don't actually like running. I just like medals. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they're Star Wars medals, so I can't. I gotta see. I gotta um, keep. I gotta keep running because otherwise my dog gets destructive. So that is an immense incentive. That is an immense incentive. So because yeah. today is my because when off. he gets bored, the banister goes away. <laughs> We've learned do this. You, do <laughs> he you started know eating about, the banister? Do hmm? you know about KT tape? Because I don't know if your knees hurt after running sometimes, but mine do. It's not the knees these days. Um, it's the Achilles tendon on one of my feet that tends to be wonky. And um, I've got many things from my uh, physical therapist to do okay. regarding I'm just saying, ice and stuff. KT tape is like duct tape for the body. I swear to That's, God. I'll, I will keep that in mind. It's really cool. Um, so right. anyway, um, as I said before we launched this, mm-hmm. uh, I... So I was picking out movies. I went through the list of movies you haven't seen. Mm-hmm. I was picking, I like made my short list of things. And then one of the ones right at the top of the list was Daywatch, which is the Russian, Polish, yep. Russian, it's Russian, Russian vampire movie, but it's a sequel to Nightwatch. And if you haven't recently watched Nightwatch, then Daywatch would be confusing. But oh my God, Daywatch is so good. So that, I just really wanted to tell you how much I want you to watch that. So we <laughs> got to get that to happen sometime. I will catch up on that one, definitely. Um, Yeah. And then I had six movies picked out, and mm-hmm. we still might do six movies. I'm yeah, we're, we're going to make a run for the border here. Yeah. We'll yeah. see how efficient we are. <laughs> well, and we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, and I couldn't decide. And so I just left it until the last minute. And that's usually when my brain goes, oh, the answer is obvious. This is what you're going to do. And you're going to start with this one. And I'm like, oh, I love you, brain. That's so great. Awesome. Um, unfortunately, all of the ones that I picked for you uh-huh. are um, only 
They're all, you have to rent them. They're it, not available on any free streaming. But it's cheaper it's, than seeing movies at the theater. It, it really is. And, uh, you know, and it, once you include concessions in that, it's a lot cheaper. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah. And, and we can drink more from home. Yes. <laughs> well, unless I spent the day in the Alamo, but I do feel like the Alamo would eventually cut me off. Yes, I think so. <laughs> that, uh, ma- ma'am, no, no more, no more whiskey. Yeah, no. Willow Creek serves booze now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to see what Willow Creek turned into. So it's like almost Alamo. I mean, they won't serve you in the theater, but oh, they've got the recliners. I just, booze. I'm saying, I feel like a lot of theaters are recognizing. Wait, why haven't we been serving alcohol? Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. Um, there's just one of the regals over down down close to me that now they're serving beer and wine and at at the concession stand mm-hmm. like just thank you figure it out like i can have myself a damn beer while watching a movie that's why people go to the alamo and if you want to compete well and also the alamo service is exemplary so right right yeah right. um so anyway but okay so Wendy, okay yes what is the mm. running time of the first movie you want to throw at me the 229 229, okay. I thought I'd start you with the longest one. Okay, got it. Got it. I've got a plan for this. Okay. <laughs> what mm-hmm. What are you going to unleash upon me, Wendy? Melissa, it is a crime that a cinephile has never watched Marlon Brando sing. You need to watch Guys and Dolls. <laughs> awesome. I I will I I accept this challenge with uh with great glee this will be fun right? starting off with a musical yeah start you obviously i have to show you a musical and mm-hmm. guys and dolls is a classic and um you get marlon brando singing which is a hell of a thing uh-huh. um oh and uh i'm blanking on her name but the actress from spartacus uh the british actress oh uh, she, yeah yeah they make her sing it's yeah that too um <laughs> But you also get Frank Sinatra. Oh, bonus. And you get the terrific script by that is based on stories by Damon Runyon. And you get the great dancing. And, awesome. Um, oh, and I forget what's her toes who plays Adelaide. But anyway. Okay. Yeah, this is, have you ever seen the musical at all? I never have. This will Not be a even great a stage surprise. Production? Not even oh, a this stage gonna, production. Oh, you're going to... Oh, yay. This is one of my favorite musicals ever. Not that the movie version has its problems, but... The, mm. the the musical itself yeah okay um All it's right. available for rent on itunes awesome awesome okay so what do you got for me well i will be <laughs> this was my grand plan you're actually watching seven movies today because this time slot is two short movies for you Ooh. that equal roughly 229 <laughs> so Ooh, so smart so we will open with some douglas sirk because i know <gasps> you've been wanting to Go back to Douglas Sirk. I am going to give you All That Heaven Allows, which is on Amazon Prime right now. And I believe it's free streaming. It might be a cheap rental. But uh, All That Heaven Allows is available and you should watch it. Okay. And so that is Rock Hudson and all of his Rock Hudson glory. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's it's very, very Sirky. And you will, I think, enjoy the hell out of it. 
Okay, and then what do I watch after that while you're still, still, still watching since, Guys and Dolls? Since I know you are one of the few people on the planet who actually has access to standby for tape backup. Yes, you're going okay. to watch standby for tape backup. It's an old, only like an hour and three minutes long. So with All That Heaven Allows, which is like 129, put them together, you have 229. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> About. Okay, there. pause for a second. Mm-hmm. I had a brief moment of, is it really two hours and 30 minutes? And I've kept checking obsessively. And it really is two it really hours is. and 30 minutes. It, yeah. I, I, I don't doubt that. You know, it's a big, okay. big glittery musical. It's very big, very glittery. And her name is Jean Simmons. Thank Jean you. Jean Simmons. Yes. Harry. Yeah. yeah. And I can't remember uh, the, the woman who stars in All That Heaven Allows. Jim Fontaine? Was that Jim Fontaine? I can't remember. Anyway, she's great to watch. Whoever it was that I can't remember. Okay. But it's, it's a wonderful movie. You'll enjoy it. And then stand by for tape backup. Dear listeners, I'm sorry. Uh, this is not a movie that you'll probably be able to go out and enjoy. There is a 10-minute clip of it on YouTube so you can see what it actually is. But it's usually performed as a live show. And the this is a movie we discussed a couple of years ago when I saw it at Fantastic Fest twice because it was that amazing and it was it's a guy who uh lives in the uk and he's a um kind of beat poetry artist but he had this uh vhs tape from his grandfather there's a lot of memories attached to but it's one of those uh vhs tapes where uh grandpa kept recording over and over and over it and got glitchy as hell and so this gentleman you know, got this tape years back, years later. And so he found it to be kind of this mishmash of weird film clips that just kind of accidentally all washed together. And he started using it as a background for kind of this meditative poetry that he does. So it's fairly avant-garde, but it's, um, it's not, it's not like that. Oh, it's high art sort of thing. It's very meditative. (laughs) Uh, Wendy, you're, I think you're going to love it, but it's something you kind of just, you know, delve into and get into the beat of. So um, I will let you have some Cirque, have some standby for tape backup. I'm going to go watch a big glittery musical and then we will come (laughs) back and discuss them. Yay! Yay. Just look at that car. Just look at that man. Quite a a start to everything. Oh my God, yes. (laughs) (laughs) oh my god yes i sent chris out to buy me some more booze i'm gonna need it that was amazing (laughs) (laughs) so so wendy what did you think of all that heaven allows oh my god it was isn't it wonderful isn't it all the feels it's all the feels Uh, oh my god it is so many so unashamedly melodramatic and it's so beautiful and it's such a wonderful time capsule of that time and of the the repressed mm-hmm. psychology and the fucked upness oh and the kids <laughs> the kids oh my god and um wow i mean i i I knew this, and I think every t- I think the same thought every time I watch a Cirque movie. But holy cow, did Far From Heaven just rip Cirque off? Well, I mean, it was it was an homage. Like they made no qualm, no hiding of it. It's like this is oh. my ode to Cirque. This is so Cirque. This is heavy Cirque. So much Cirque, and Cirque-alicious. Uh, Cirque-alicious. Yes. Like I say, ripped off. But I mean, 
I know that it was an homage. It was a loving homage. It was a brilliantly done homage. Yeah. Um, and they were telling a story that Cirque would have told if he oh my was God, able yes. to. And uh, um, there was yeah. one there was one line about um, like Rock Hudson talking about you know, he, he had to be a man. And she's like, do you want me to be a man? And he's like, <laughs> only in that one way. And I'm just like, <laughs> comedy. Well, <laughs> I'm wondering if that was like a little knowing. Hey, hey, hey. Know what I mean? Nudge, nudge. All right. Uh, listeners, real quick. All that heaven allows is a, sim- a very simple story mm-hmm. of a widow who, um, boy, I mean, and it's, it's not painted on thick but it is made very clear with a lot of really great show don't tell of just how empty her life is Mm -hmm. and how stifled she is by the expectations around her um i'll give you the plot real quick so she she's got this dude who has come to prune her trees he's done it for like several years (laughs) prune her trees (laughs) (laughs) and um by sheer happenstance she talks to him one mm-hmm. day and that leads to um a brief connection and he's like and she expresses an interest he's like would you like to come see this tree that you had mentioned and he's very clearly he's making it clear i kind of like you and she goes and there there's a connection he brings her back to life they fall in love she's like and he's like marry me but she's like um yeah my entire socialite housewife existence is the very opposite of your simple Walden Thoreau like existence. I don't know how this is going to work. And he's like, well, and she's like, fuck it. Let's try. Um, Isn't Walden like literally sitting in his house? Oh yes. No, in his friend's house. In in his his friend's house. house. That's right. It's it's very directly referenced. Hudson never needed it. He always knew it in his heart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids and he and the and the kids are like you can't fucking do this you're gonna ruin our lives people are gossiping about you they they go to a cocktail party that does not go well and you know eventually rock hudson gets hurt because it's also very affair to remember and um she had already decided she wanted to come back to him he gets hurt she comes back to him they're gonna she's gonna nurse him back to health happy ending mm-hmm. Like, it's very simple. Um, the costumes are beautiful. The lighting, oh my God, the lighting is yeah. luscious. It's so pretty. And, so pretty. Um, it's Jane Wyman, Yeah, by Jane the way. Wyman, yes, 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 yes. And, and because and, I... And her bestie, Agnes Moorhead. <laughs> There's a little cherry on top of the sundae right there. Oh my God, and she's the first person you see in the movie, and I'm like, oh my yeah. God, it's Agnes Moorhead. Right? <laughs> um, but Jane Wyman's wonderful. It, What's so funny is so I first knew her because of Falcon Crest. Yeah. Because I'm a child of the 80s. And so I think of her face as very hard and her hair is very quaffed and unyielding. And she is so soft and warm mm-hmm. and open in this movie that I, I kind of discovered Jane Wyman. Yeah. Like, oh my God, you are romantic and sweet. I Wow. Okay. And Rock Hudson is the definition of manly. Oh God! Oh yes. my God! He wears that plaid so well. Weirdly, <laughs> Agnes Moorhead is not the most bitchy, snarky person in the movie. Mm-hmm. I, I was confused. 
<laughs> I had to. I had to. <laughs> but so um, one of the first things that happens is she goes to this party at the country club and she's a widow. She's still very young. Like you get the sense that she maybe is 38. Yeah. Maybe. But her daughter's yeah. talking about her like, you know, oh my God, you, you know, old people. I'm so glad like old. I appreciate old people who know that just to give up the sex because that's just gross. <laughs> and, you know, you just need to accept that your body's falling apart. And it's just like, what the actual fuck? Well, and, I mean, all kids are like that. You know that. Yeah. Because um, no perspective. <laughs> not, none at all. And she goes to this party and the men are just, the women are like, know your place. You're a dried up old prune. Mm -hmm. And the men are, but the men are circling her like buzzards. Yeah. Like, it's so weird. It's so contradictory and fucked up. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But boy, are you, you really want, you want her to win this. You know, you want her oh, to be God. happy. She's this just wonderful, really fleshed out character. And you feel so much for her. Well, and, and she's not she, stupid. Like she yeah. does when, he, when she, when Rock Hudson is like, why we should be together. And she's like, the way she expresses, but this is going to be hard. And he's like, yeah, and she's, but she's like, yes, you're right. This is important, and I should choose for me. And then when she's talking to her best friend, when her best friend is like, you're in love with the gardener? Mm -hmm. And she's like, Do you, people are going to talk about you. It's going to be terrible for your kids and blah, blah, blah. And, and she's like, so wait, you're telling me I should give up the man I love because of other people's mean-spirited ugliness? Mm -hmm. I mean, what a great... She's very aware. Yeah. She's doing it anyway. She's she's fighting the good fight for the time. But it's when her kids just knock her down that she's like, fine, never mind. And then her kids turn around and basically go, well, now that we've put you in your place, we don't need you anymore. Mm -hmm. And then that's when she's like, holy shit, I gave up the man I love for you, ungrateful bitches. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, then they're, and then they're like, well, you know, now that we've had time to think about it, I guess it's no big deal. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh my god! You, you petty little fools! You pet and yeah. Oh, it's just, but it's really so wonderful. She's such, I mean, for a character whose problems are very much removed from our modern sensibilities, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, like there's a there's a point where she's in the house. Her friend's like, "You should get a TV. It'll keep you company." Oh, and I am and I am literally going, "What does she actually?" do all day she's you know she's got a maid so she's not cleaning the house what is she, what is she doing her I, kids are off at school and working i presume there are books i i don't know she plays the <laughs> piano once so yeah. yeah she is terribly lonely so but anyway for this woman who's got this life so very different from my own she is self-aware and complex and believable and mm -hmm. i did not find myself i didn't find my my frustrations didn't have to do with having to deal with the outdated gender roles as much as just the pressures put on her that are still put on people today about making the right choice yeah 
So, yeah. Oh, and like I said, beautifully shot. Oh, Mm -hmm. my God. The music does get a little heavy handed. Just saying. And there's the point where Rock Hudson is literally feeding a deer a little bit. Eh, like hmm is it's a little modeling you know <laughs> i'm just like well how subtle hmm. um yeah but oh man oh man oh man and what was funny is at the end i'm like and i chose for melissa guys and dolls which is another movie about a woman mm-hmm. falling in love with the wrong man and same year 1955 what that's so crazy. It's wild. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I, I realized that when I looked it up, it's like, this is the same year as the movie I just gave Wendy. This is amazing. Right. Right. And what a delight. Oh, Guys and Dolls, so much fun. I'm, I am kind of shocked how unaware I was of the music in this movie. It's like most musicals of like this era, I watch and go, oh yeah, there's that song I know from somewhere else. From a commercial or whatever it is, you know, <laughs> yeah, it's in the air of of popular culture. And for whatever reason, I I knew "Luck Be a Lady" and that was about it. Really? Yeah. Although, um, I I understand that the stage version um had "Bushel and a Peck," but it wasn't yes. in the movie, so I know that one too. But yeah, they cut it. "Bushel and a Peck," which is mm-hmm. such a great adorable song in the stage version mm-hmm. and what the reason why you love bushel and a peck um when you produce the show is because the whole idea is that these are you know this hot box mm-hmm. these showgirls these kind of sexy supposed to be a little bit sexy doing this farmer number oh god so th- the fun of it is in staging a number that's weirdly sexy but still farmers <laughs> Yeah, and and the weirdly sexy the other weirdly sexy dance numbers are I I texted Wendy. It's like, oh my god, cats are happening. Yes, what pet, the fuck? Pet me, Papa. Oh Papa, my god, won't you pet me? Right. Like, oh god. I remember the first time I watched that movie after I had done Guys and Dolls. After I had perform, and I was just like, what is this? Oh my god! It happens like what half an hour, forty five minutes into the movie yep. by that point, and so you've established all these. Uh, 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 you know, all these men, these gangster men in their pinstripe suits and, you know, fabulous uh, songs and, and pickpocketing and, and craps number things and, and gambling and all this stuff. And then, and then suddenly, sudden dance club, the curtains come up, and then there's cats. <laughs> there are these women in <laughs> literal cat suits yes. with little whiskers and sparkly leggings and tails. This yes. is, of course, when when Fess came home and, and looked at the TV very, very dismayed and confused. It's like, uh, we're, I, I got nothing. I got nothing, man. I can't explain this. <laughs> I'm surprised you hadn't heard Sit Down, You're Rocking the Boat. I, I take that back. I have I have heard that. You know, now okay. that's like, okay, that yeah, yeah, I do have some sort of memory of that. I don't know it well, but... Uh, Am I right in thinking that um, that gentleman was also the guy who played the same character on Broadway? Um, That's Stubby K, right? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah. so. I'm so like that would be like his big song on Broadway. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and Nicely Nicely is a particular type, a particular voice. Mm-hmm. Like, when you choose to do Guys and Dolls, you had better have a Nicely Nicely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and sometimes you have to cast it against type, and that always gets a little like 
you can tell that the crowd's like, mm, mm, not quite right. That's okay, but that's not nicely nicely. Because <laughs> ideally, you want a great big guy. Yeah, a great big guy with a big voice. Big, big, voice. big voice. Um, so yeah, and you of course got to see Marlon Brando. Marlon Brando singing. singing. How did that I know. work? I know. It, it, it kind of works. I mean, I, I understand that. Uh, they uh, did some magic in the in the sound recording studio to like place together lots and lots of takes to make it work because <laughs> he's not oh. naturally a singer. But I'm not surprised out, by that. It turned out really nice. And I, I mean, eh. I buy him as a gangster. Oh, totally. I mean, you'd... I buy him as a romantic. I buy him as the coolest gangster around. There's mm-hmm. a lot to like about him. As Sky Masterson, mm-hmm. unfortunately, the voice isn't one of them. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah, yeah it's a little, he's a little thin, but I mean, it, he's got kind of a nice little to, for being an untrained singer, he's got a nice little to his voice. He, I've certainly heard worse. Yes, <laughs> but I mean, he's up against Frank Sinatra yeah. as Nathan Detroit. And apparently Frank Sinatra was pissed because he wanted Brando's role. Yeah, of course mm-hmm. he did. Of course he but did. you know what? He's a fool because I will He's tell perfect. you from experience. He's perfect as the, Detroit. The two people who play um, Sky and Sarah are always standing off stage watching Adelaide and Nathan going, I want that part. Yeah, because I want to be funny. It's so fun. Well, uh, yeah. Vivian so, Blaine. Oh, my God. I love Vivian Blaine. Isn't she delightful? <laughs> oh, she's a so poison fun. could develop a cold. <laughs> Yeah, and she's oh. just going for the gold on that characterization, too. It's just, it's perfect. Yes. It's perfect. Oh, it's so great. And you got to see the crapshooters dance, finally. The crapshooters dance is fantastic. And uh, Gene Simmons in a bar fight. That will be my enduring, <laughs> it, on my deathbed, I will remember that fondly. You know, it's like, oh, I saw Gene Simmons deck a guy. That's wonderful. <laughs> I love well, it so much. Look, people always... Like, of that era, different people have different favorites, but I think Guys and Dolls is just one of the best written. Julie Stein... No, it's it's not Julie Stein. I apologize. Is it? I No, Julie Stein did uh, Funny Girl. But the music is so solid, mm-hmm. and the stories are based on Damon Runyon. And th- so they're witty, and they're yeah. sharp, and the banter is on point. And, like, there's not really a bad number in the show. And... There's so much humor and so much great characterization. When you play those roles right, mm-hmm. they're great. They're- the meet cute between uh, Sarah and Skye is really nicely yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. That neat little debate that they have. I'll it's know cool. when my love comes along. Yeah. Ah, yeah, you don't know nothing. Gosh. Yeah. Yeah. I leave it up to chemistry. <laughs> Chemistry? Yeah, chemistry. Because <laughs> uh, I played Sarah in college. Oh, cool. And, and, uh, and the, yeah, it was me and Brian standing off stage watching Nathan and Adelaide being like, eh. <laughs> we We looked forward to the Havana scene so much every night because we finally got to have some fun. <laughs> I bet. Instead of just being so romantic and boring. Yeah. <laughs> But oh, I slapped him so hard <laughs> every night at the every night um, after I'll know. Swack! One night I hit his hat off his head. That was pretty. Great. Oh my god, that's amazing. He was he was so great. Oh, <laughs> that was a fun show. It was a fun show. All right, I should talk quickly about standby for tape backup. Yes, you should. 
Wow. I mean, <laughs> I was kind of prepared because of you and Jerry talking about it. Mm-hmm. But I was not prepared. That It's hard to describe. How do you it's... describe that? How did he do that? How well, did he... I mean, I can make guesses about how you go about creating something like that. But... So, listeners, one of the key things he does is he takes a clip and he just keeps rewinding it and talking over it and this sort of beat poetry rap narrative that keeps looping back and sync everything he's saying is syncing up with the image but now this is like the fifth time through this clip and and like one image now has gotten linked with five different words Mm -hmm. and it it's beautiful it's profound it's all about him meditating on his childhood and how much his grandfather meant to him and his grandfather's death Mm-hmm. and it's a, it's also a little bit mentally exhausting yeah. because there's just so many words coming at you yeah it was it's, and it's so deeply personal too but and yet oh, it's so relatable uni- it, I mean, universal it, it's, yeah it's it's universal but it's it's something that you can tell is very very deeply rooted in this man and uh he he is and it, like a hundred percent of it is true. I mean, this is just a guy talking about his life and um, the, the clips he grabs from this tape. The reason this movie is unreleasable is because all this stuff is used pro- without permission. It's clips from Ghostbusters. It's clips from the opening of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. It's parts of Jaws. It's parts of Michael Jackson's thriller video. It's all this stuff. It's oh, yeah. commercials. And um, the, beauty like the first time he starts launching into kind of the beat poetry thing uh, is during uh the intro of fresh prince fresh of bel-air prince. yeah and and he he was saying in talks after the film that he chose that because a lot of people know that already and they already know the the lineup of imagery in that sequence and so as he starts talking over it and then he rewinds it and continues his poem at, over the same imagery over and over and over again. You know what's going up, coming up, and there's an expectation there. But so it helps like line up the words with the images as they gain different meanings each time you go through it. And it's it's bizarre. It's wonderful. And it's so yeah. the first time I saw it at Fantastic Fest, it was exactly what you saw. It was the um, it was the film where he, it's just his voice. I thought voice you got to see it the first time live. The second time was live. Oh, cool. Yeah. And so he, the, the way he usually presents it is he just has the imagery. Uh, he has it dubbed to a VHS tape. He has a TV there. He has a, the tape. And then he, he used to do the fast forwarding and rewinding manually as he's doing all this talking. And now he's, he's got it like edited together. So it lasts a little bit longer, but um, he says when the tape wears out, that's the end of the show. <laughs> Literally. Um, yeah. The, the reason Jerry and I got a copy of it is because Jerry took a VHS tape that, you know, like a recordable VHS tape that he already had some sort of shit um, 
taped onto. And he sent it to England for this guy to make a double copy onto the VHS tape and then send it back to America. Oh my God, that's amazing. So we have this VHS tape. Yeah, oh. it's amazing. It's just it, dazzling. and But it, it, it's dazzling and yet very down to earth. It's hard to describe. It's yeah, avant-garde, it's, but yet so approachable. It Yeah, it's it's not... It's too emotional to be what I dislike about Mm avant-garde. And it really just, it rewires your brain while you're watching it onto what images and words can do Mm -hmm. together. And he's got such a great way with words. And I've kept writing down wonderful things that he was saying. Um, I had unfinished business with that film. Yeah. Yes. Like, I love the idea of I had to go back and watch it again because I had some unfinished business with that <laughs> film. And he talks about grief and how when you're in the middle of it, and I know this experience that mm-hmm. even when what you're feeling is honest, we've been so programmed by the media of what grief should look like and sound like and the beats that should happen, that part of you is aware that you are you are acting out a cliche in the moment. And he talks about the routines of grief and that it's not pain, but posturing. And I'm like, oh my God, that's exactly right. Mm-hmm. And then he, the f- really hilarious story about getting scratched by the cat, which led to the um, allergic reaction, which led to the asthma attack and that his solution to calling because he was staying with a friend and he didn't have the address. And so the solution is I'm going to crawl outside and crawl down the street to get the address so that I can call the paramedics because I don't want to wake my friend up. That would be embarrassing. (laughs) I'm like, I actually know exactly where your brain is right there. And it's not even from embarrassment, but when you get, when you get sick, when you get traumatized, when your body is out of sorts, you, you make these logical choices that are not logical at all. Yeah. I think what I'm, something that kind of hit me hard between the eyeballs, he was, during the thriller section, he was talking about how he was thinking back on all of his mistakes and learning to love your mistakes. Mm -hmm. And the older I get, the more I get anxious about, because I can't just do something. I'm too aware of the many ways something can be interpreted. The older you get, the more input you get into how you are perceived, how the possibilities of how you could be perceived or misinterpreted that I get anxious about, did I say too much? Was I too loud? I hope I didn't annoy people. And the idea of loving your mistakes, we talk about forgiving our mistakes, Mm -hmm. but loving them that's and that's a next step yeah that i really need to think about Mm -hmm. because i don't i don't forgive myself for my mistakes i still beat myself up about things that happened 20 years ago for fuck's sake how stupid is that if i could if i could learn to love them though that would be that would be amazing. So I got that out of this, but I also got I also got Thriller backwards, which was sort of amazing to see. Thriller backwards is an amazing thing, and that closing over the uh, just that that paused image from Jaws of just the yes. open ocean is invisible. Jaws can get you in the supermarket. Yeah, 
Like, what a great line. <laughs> and what a, prof- I mean, just, he gets to such profound ideas in the most weird ways. Mm-hmm. But really what I walked away from is that literally nothing is without connection. There's, yeah. There is nothing that you can see or hear or do that doesn't come back and tug at something in you. And so on the one hand, you have all that heaven allows where literally the doc, like her friend Alita is like, the past is just, the past is unimportant. He like, he, he knows how to focus on what's important and you need to let go of the past and embrace your future. And then you watch standby for tape backup where it's like, but the past isn't unimportant. The past loops around and loops around within us and keeps, and we keep rewriting it. Cause he talks mm-hmm. about how every time you remember something, you rewrite it a little bit. That's mm-hmm. what the brain does. So yeah, like these two went together weirdly well. My And well, but then again, as he said, the brain looks for connections even when there are none. Oh, absolutely. Uh, so I connected these two movies, Melissa. Good job, you. I th- and I thought they were... When I realized that they would dovetail right into that time slide, I went, ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, yeah. And, th- and ooh. that works. That works and that works. So yeah. I'm very I'm very glad uh, we also got these out of the way first. <laughs> yes. Because, yes. like, standby for tape backup is just kind of mentally exhausting in a way. And, it, like, if, it th- if that was, like, at two in the morning, it wouldn't No, <laughs> no. Thank you for not doing that to me. I don't know. If, and I'm, I started drinking some sake in at the beginning of it mm-hmm. and I was only sipping but it did definitely sort of warm me mm-hmm. warm me up so it was perfect actually awesome <sighs> so all right so what, what next what moving on next? yeah uh the movie I think I'd like to show you next is gonna be um yeah a hard left turn from guys and dolls okay so um it's only an hour and a half okay I want you to watch The Station Agent. With the Station Agent! Okay, yes. awesome. It's, awesome. It's a hard left because it's literally a three-person cast, pretty uh-huh. much. And it is very quiet and very um, internal. And yeah, it's not a great big Broadway musical MGM Technicolor thing at all. I think I think that's exactly what I need right now. So you said, is this the one that's uh, an hour and 29? Yes. Then you get Grand Piano. Okay. Okay. So uh, Grand Piano is, uh, it's on Netflix right now, so freebie. Okay, great. And so Grand Piano, uh, let me set this one up. It is a uh, very recent Elijah Wood film uh, made by the guy who usually does the music and soundtracks for Nacho Vigalondo. Ah. <gasps> Ah. So he wrote the music, which will become very apparent to you. <laughs> like, like it is like a character in the movie. And uh, he also directed it. And this is a movie that looks like Brian De Palma should have been involved, but he wasn't. Oh. And it has such lovely surprises. And um, I've been inflicting this one on, on various people here and there. And everybody's like, wow, where did this come from? It's like, it came out a couple of years ago. It just kind of came and went and now it's on on streaming and everybody can get at it so you should Excellent. see grand piano all right okay station agent you can rent uh amazon prime or itunes your choice rock on i'll, I'll rock go do on. that then
I'm going to grab myself a cider and I'm going to start Grand Piano, my friend, and I will talk to you on the flip side. All right. See you in about an hour and a half. Okay. Okay. Bye. Bye. Uh, what, what kind of movie? Well, there are people called train chasers. They follow a train and they film it. Are you a train chaser? No. How come? I don't know how to drive a car and I don't own a camera. That do it. So what did you think of Grand Piano? I loved it so Isn't it much. Amazing? Oh my God. It's like the reincarnation of Brian De Palma right there. Right? You know? Not that oh he's dead or anything, you know. But. God, like talk about just grabbing you. Yeah. And like it is taught. It's only 90 minutes. It's perfect. It's beautiful. Like they're like the guy doing the deep, the DP on this was having a lot of fun. Oh yeah. Because yeah. there are shots of reflections in the the piano, sideways shots, playing with the angle of the grand piano, the lid being up. And then, of course, the beautiful shot of Alex Winter, oh uh-huh. my God, uh-huh. <laughs> grabbing a shard of mirror, seeing his reflection in it, and then using it to kill somebody. Mm-hmm. What? It was beautiful. It is so over the top in its visuals, and it's just sumptuous. Oh, it's, it's so it's I, old I mean, school, man. It's great. <laughs> yeah, it really is. It re- like I want I want to show it to everybody now. Yeah, just, like, yeah, I'm right. Like, it's a brilliant little film, and it's and it, so it's so satisfying. And it like once the music starts in the orchestra hall, it's pretty much it pretty much happens in real time. It has to. Well, because the well, I mean, yeah, kind of, but I mean, it, they do these some movements. Cheats, but, these movements go on for 20 minutes, let's be honest here. Well, a lot of um, movements do in classical music. Yeah, like it's classical music. It took a little bit longer. But you are not wrong. I was super impressed with Elijah Wood talking while playing the piano. Yeah. like, And I, I saw on IMDb that that is the part that he called out as being very difficult like mm-hmm. having to do movements while remembering dialogue and acting which is why i couldn't help but notice something yeah. hey, i um i played the piano in college mm-hmm. um as part of my uh music minor and um and my teacher sister de la salle yes i was taught by a nun so she, when I did my senior recital, she's like, of course she will play us some piano selections. And I'm like, well, I will. So I have actually performed in concert, nothing, nothing and remotely on that level. But here's the thing. Your feet are never quiet when you're playing the piano. Nope. And his feet are never near the pedals. I think they kind of just gave up <laughs> because the idea of both hands, both feet, remembering lines, acting on cue with like, I have a feeling that was just, I couldn't do it. Like, yeah. and, like no judgment on Elijah. Like I was super impressed at the number of shots where I'm like, that is Elijah. And those are his hands. And no, he's probably not pay- playing the notes that we're hearing, but he's 
moving his fingers pretty fucking fast. Mm -hmm. And he's he's doing a reasonable facsimile that I was like, holy shit. Like the next time I run into Elijah Wood, and let's pause for a second and realize that I can say that sentence. Yeah, and, you live in the same town. It happens, you know. Right. The, the, I <laughs> you go, go to the Fantastic same theaters. <laughs> I see him at Butnamathon. The next time I run to Elijah Wood, I, I got to bring this movie up as like, holy shit, man. I yeah. am super impressed. Right. It's and also, also, I got to call him. I got to call another thing out. Yeah. He is smaller than me. I have a feeling his hands might be even smaller than mine. Yeah. And how is he going to span <laughs> an octave I, with those? No, you, 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 you don't. don't. I, you, you don't. And like there was one line where they're like, nobody else has the flexible fingers and the reach. And I'm like, Elijah Woods, uh, he is literally a hobbit. I, trust me, the man. He's tiny. He is when super tiny. When I had tiny. to do a Chopin prelude, Sister de La Salle had to alter the cording for me because I literally could not reach all of the notes. Mm -hmm. There is no way I could play Rachmaninoff. Right. It's physically impossible for me to play the chords that that man wrote. So there is a part of me that's just like, uh, okay. <laughs> I know a little bit about piano and I'm telling you that boy, he can reach an octave, but that's about it. That's it. <laughs> like when I play an octave, nothing else happens in the middle because I all that's happening is my fingers going as wide as possible. Mm -hmm. So anyway, enough <laughs> piano. What a great story! And yeah, dear listeners, how well written. Yeah, <gasps> dear listeners, okay. this is this movie is essentially Speed except with a piano. Yes. If that that, you that is the stop. that is the all encompassing all encompassing description of grand piano. It's if great. you stop playing, if you play a wrong note, I will shoot you and or your wife mm -hmm. who is sitting right there. I prove it to you. Therefore, oh, my God, what fun. I cannot wait to show it to Chris. Mm -hmm. Are you going to tell the him who the, the, uh, nope. the assassin is? Right. Isn't nope. that a great reveal? Oh. Like you even like I even saw it in the credits when I was pulling it up on Netflix and it just slipped my mind and right. then it happens and I'm like, oh my god, that's right. Yeah, and you're hearing the voice. It's like, oh, I know that voice. I know that I voice. Feel like I know that voice. Oh, right. <laughs> and I love, I love the ending. I love how that plays out. Like all you get is the ching, mm -hmm. and you're like, and that, and done. Yeah, right. I love. Oh God, I don't even spoilers, but. I love him playing the broken piano. I yes. love that. Isn't that amazing? I love that. Just, oh, I love so good. And the idea in, of playing a broken piano. In a trailer, and then it starts raining. Right. right? It's beautiful. Oh. Yeah, it, this is a movie oh. so acutely aware of music and sound that yes, it is the, just the fantastic. opening credits. Like it is rare to get opening credits where it is just credits mm -hmm. like like with music and credits and nothing that you have to watch to understand the story but the music is so good yeah like it grabs you you're like oh i'm really interested in what's happening and of course in the last scene when he shrugs off the blanket to play i just <laughs> mm. i'm like oh yeah <laughs> perfect mm. perfection perfection mr elijah wood I'm a fan. Mm -hmm. I'm a great big fan. Also, Alex Winter. Yay. His yeah. first role since Freaked. Yeah. What? Yeah. Alex Winter is an interesting, interesting fellow. 
I get the feeling. I keep yeah. bumping my knee against the table I have the microphone on. So if you get thumpies in the audio, I apologize. Yeah. We'll be all right. Um, all right. So it's your turn. You watched The Station, Station Agent. Station Agent. That's such a, a delicate, sweet little movie. Very much, right? Yeah. It's 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 just charming. And um, I really liked seeing all these names come up in the credits that um, since 2003 have become much more remarkable, like Tom McCarthy, who uh, mm-hmm. made Spotlight. Yes, wrote like, and, and directed. Wrote and directed And he this. also helped story, he he wrote the story for Up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, what? Yeah. And he, when he wrote this, he wrote this for those three actors. And uh, listeners, we should tell you who they are. It's um, Peter, Peter Dinklage. Dinklage. Patricia Clarkson, how wonderful. Yeah, is she's she? great. She is, she is luminescent she is paper thin mm-hmm. like she's always had a really interesting face like you i feel like you can see the mechanics of who she is right under her skin mm-hmm. there's just something about her and then the the hot dog vendor i love him so much bobby oh. canoville yes yeah oh he's so he's so like, chatty you watch the relationship there mm-hmm blossom and just yeah i like how the friendships form and they're not quite the friendships you expect to form well and that's what i like about it is yeah this isn't what you thought you wanted but maybe it's what you needed yeah yeah but uh, dear dear listeners this is a movie where peter dinklage is a man who works in a model train shop with an older gentleman who, um, and they, they seem to be uh, very quiet men, you know, kind of reserved. And uh, heterosexual uh, life partners. Heterosexual Although life I'm, partners. But, uh, you know, because the, they're roommates too, right? Mm-hmm. And then, yeah. but the, you know, one day the, the other guy passes away and leaves uh, Peter Dinklage a small plot of land that contains a small train station on it like an old abandoned tiny little thing out in the middle of nowhere in new jersey and so dinklage who is quiet and just wants to like retire to the quiet life he just uh goes out there and starts living in this little tiny abandoned train station and it's a tiny little town and you know eventually you know people try to kind of figure out who this little guy is and uh you know uh the the uh hot dog vendor is literally like has set up shop in his little trailer in the like the front abandoned parking lot of this little train station so this guy just shows up one day in, in the parking lot of where <laughs> dinklage is living and and he's chatty and it's like he's and um patricia clarkson like accidentally almost runs over Dinklage twice with her car. <laughs> and, <laughs> and it's just, it's kind of that, um, you know, fish out of water guy goes to a little town and the neighbors are wacky, but it's not the, mm-hmm. the characters are very fleshed out. They don't play themselves out exactly how you expect them to The relationships don't form like how you expect them to. And it's just really nice. It's really well done. Yeah. I'm impressed. It's- it's very quiet. It's very, yeah. It's satisfying. Yeah. It's it's just satisfying. I love. It, it feels like, like relationships that actual people form. 
Yes. Like, especially adults. Yeah. Adults have a hard time making new relationships cold. Mm -hmm. Like, often, if we make a new relationship, it's because somebody introduced us, which is why, you know, nobody moves to a town where they don't know anybody because that's just too horrifying. Right. But here's Peter Dinklage and Bobby... uh, the hot dog vendor Bob, uh, played by Bobby Carnival, Kennevale, Kennevale, mm-hmm. um, Joe. His name is Joe. Joe. Mm-hmm. You get the feeling that this man is so lonely, and he's he's Jersey, right? But he's in this small town mm-hmm. because he's caring. I think for his father. Yeah, it's his father, and he yeah, never. Appears. And you can tell that he's he's like. He's one of those big city personalities who's now trapped in a small town. And he's like, I just want to be friendly. Why are you running away? Yeah. Yeah. And and Patricia Clarkson is also dealing with a sense of loss because she lost her kid and her her husband has left. And uh, she's just deeply in loss. But she's also this artist and she has this... Uh, kind of wonderful, free-flowing, also kind of clumsy demeanor to her. And so she's she sees this new guy and she's, you know, kind of reaching out to him, but also, like, realizing she's stumbling in like a bull in a china shop. And <laughs> it's it's really pretty adorable. I really like it. And I like it's just friendship. Yeah, it's just friendship, and that's all it is. Like, there's no... There's no magic pill. It's so human and real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so it's just real. Like this is the way the real world is, but made cinematic mm-hmm. and accessible. Yeah. Oh, I'm it's, so glad you liked oh, it. I just, so I cute. loved it. I loved it so much when I watched it. And I thought, yeah, Melissa would like that. Melissa would yeah, like that. I really do. And, and, and like I said, it's fun seeing where these people have gone since. Because I also saw uh, Stephen Trask's name in the credits, and it's like, Stephen Trask, Hedwig, Hedwig yes. and the Angry Inch. He did the music for Hedwig and the Angry Inch. And so it has this, you know, kind of very, you know, kind of subtle little rural soundtrack. But it's like, yeah, I can hear a little bit of uh, yeah. Traskness in there. It's yeah. nice, yeah. All right. So we are now up to our third movie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, let's see. Mm. Oh, this is shaping up nicely. So uh, what do you want to do next? What's the running time of your next one? Uh, 152. <laughs> I know what it gets compared with. All right. <laughs> you, Wendy, uh-huh. you are going to see the original Bedazzled. Oh, my goodness. Yes, you're going to see Dudley Moore and Peter Cook. Peter Cook as Satan. <laughs> uh-huh. Yes, 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 you. Okay. What platform is it on? <laughs> it's on Netflix. Okay, great. Yeah. You've, you've really, uh, you picked movies that I appreciate the cheap. Um, <laughs> sadly, everything I picked for you, not so cheap. Eh, it's all right. But if you look on um, iTunes or Vudu, mm-hmm. you should be able to rent Pitch Perfect. Ah, got it. Which is a weirdly appropriate pairing with Bedazzled, I feel like. I think so, Um, too. I'm going to call out to you in advance. You're going to love Elizabeth Banks in this so much. I suspect so. Um, It's also got uh, 
Wilson. Um, duh, I'm the blanking volleyball? on her name. The volleyball? <laughs> no. <laughs> no, um, Rebel. Rebel Wilson. There ah, we go. Oh, but, I like Rebel yeah. Wilson. Yeah. It's got a hell of a cast. Um, it's got really fun music. It's it's one of the um it's one of the comedy all female comedies that allowed itself to be a little bit more raunchy. Mm-hmm. Well, kind of in the same vein as Bridesmaids. Excellent. In um not raunchy raunchy, but you'll see what I mean. Yeah. It yeah. Not so fucking girly. And <laughs> of course, the music is great. Awesome. Um, so, yeah, I'm very excited. We're both going to watch, like, a comedy. Yay! Yay! This is, this is hashing out rather nicely. I like how this is going. All right. I do, too. Awesome. Right? We walk alike. We talk alike. Sometimes we even think alike. <laughs> but we're not cousins. We're cousins. Identical cousins. Yes, indeed. Um, wow. I don't know that anybody but me would get that reference, except probably you. Yeah. <laughs> we're getting old i'm just saying I know, I know. all right so let us go i'm i'm gonna take like a five minute break and get myself some food yeah i uh i was actually cooking soup during station agents so i think it just wrapped up and i'm gonna push the <laughs> put the finishing touches on my soup and and eat and, and watch some pitch perfect all right great all right, all right. I'll see talk you soon you after all right bye-bye bye So I've had one glass of sake, mm-hmm. small, like, mm-hmm. and two ciders, and I've eaten real food, and yet I am still tipsy. Hmm. Hmm. So, yay me. Go you. Apparently. It means you're oh. a cheaper date now. I apparently am. All right. All right. Let's talk about these movies. Yes. So windy. <laughs> Bedazzled, Bedazzled, huh? <laughs> House, how sixties! It's so very sixties. Oh, oh I thought my God. you'd enjoy it so much. <laughs> I, I did. Stanley Donan. Uh huh. What? Uh huh. What? Apparently, he turned down Hello Dolly to direct this. I mean, it, it it's working with Peter Cook and Dudley Moore. Why wouldn't you? I had forgotten how adorable Dudley Cook, Dudley Cook, Dudley Moore was when he was young. Yeah. Like, he's not like, you know, Chris Hemsworth handsome, no. but then again, very few of us can be a Norse god, but mm. he's really quite adorable. Mm-hmm. And, so, And Peter yeah. Cook just chewing scenery as Satan. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god! And I, I had never seen it. I've never seen the remake, and yet I'm like, oh, these are all going to be monkeys' paws, aren't they? Yep. 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 What did you fail to include? Oh, there yep. we go. There we, we go. We all know the tropes. Oh, I, I liked, I liked a lot of it. Mm-hmm. I like that the magic word is Julie Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> he tries Jackie Kennedy. Nope. It's got to be Julie Andrews. <laughs> uh, what did she? The music by Dudley Moore. Mm-hmm. What? 
And Dudley Moore's pop song, Love Me! <laughs> Love Me! And then, oh my God, Peter Cook doing some sort of weird blend of David Bowie and Stephen Wright. Uh-huh. Like, I'm just going to talk into the mic and express my disdain and disinterest. And all the women are like, oh my God, yes. Oh my God. And the hair is so 60s. There's an animated part mm-hmm. and um, boobs, random boobs. And Raquel Welch is startlingly distracting. Yeah, right? Like, how... But, uh, bodies don't look like that anymore. No, no, they is, don't. Is it, it, like, is it the result of the undergarments of the time? Like, how, how do you be that thin? And yet curvaceous. And, cur- yeah, but, yeah, like, her tummy is so flat, her waist is so narrow, but, like, nobody is, nobody is built like that anymore. Right. I don't. I'm really confused, Melissa. (laughs) And I just kept staring at her tits and her lips and her hips. And there was a lot of Raquel Welch. Okay, listeners, the basic plot is uh, Dudley Moore's a short order cook at Wimpy's. Mm -hmm. And he is in love with a waitress there, but he's too shy to say it. He tries to kill himself, fails, and that's when the devil walks in and says, I'll make you a deal. Seven wishes for your soul. You can wish to have Margaret, the girl that you love. And so Dudley Moore keeps wishing for ways that he can have Margaret, and they keep never working out in increasingly more ridiculous ways as Mm -hmm. Dudley Moore tries to put more boundaries on it and say okay I'm gonna I'm gonna rules lawyer this so you can't screw me over the same way you just did then still and we end up at one point with trampolining nuns yes Saint Beryl the Saint Beryl the Leaper <laughs> she jumped or something. There's trampolines. There's nuns mm-hmm. on trampolines. Um, yeah, and the seven deadly sins. And uh, if the devil gets a billion souls first, he gets to go be accepted back into heaven. And yeah, it's a '60s comedy. It's not really a sex comedy. Because there's not really a lot of sex. Yeah, but there it's is a, a random pair of boobs in the mirror. It's just, it's a romp. Romp is a good word. It's a romp. Yeah. And it's not a rump, honey. A romp. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting felt up, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, I think a lot of people will not have seen young Peter Cook and Dudley Moore and experienced them together. Yeah. And you should. They were a force to be reckoned with. They were an amazing comedic team. Like, you can tell a lot of the dialogue is, like, either bits they had developed on stage or, like, the wordplay and the puns. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially the one scene where it's everything's a sexual innuendo. That was just delightful of, like, all the different ways you can say penetrate. Yes. <laughs> As he's got the little 
pool cue out and he's sliding it along the thingy that holds it Mm -hmm. in and out and in and out. I'm just like, oh, how subtle of you all. (laughs) Well, then. So, yeah, that was. (laughs) Uh, That was great. I'm glad I was a little tipsy for it. I felt like it was appropriate. Oh, that's perfect. Absolutely Um, perfect. So, Melissa, you watched Pitch Perfect. Oh, my God. I love it. I mean, like. I need to turn around and own it, like, because right. that is that's a rewatchable movie. That script is sharp, and I want to learn. I want I want to hear all the lines coming out of um, Lily. Yes, <laughs> because yes, I caught exactly. a couple of them. It's like, what the fuck is coming out of your mouth? I said, "Fires to feel joy." I said, "Fires to feel joy." Yes. <laughs> well, in that last, I, I breathe through gills like a fish. <laughs> Right? And there's a vomiting scene. There's and a vo- got- okay, okay. There's Elizabeth Banks and projectile vomiting before the opening credits are done, and it's like, oh, I am in. I am right? so in. Elizabeth Banks was a producer on it. That and, makes me so happy. Right? I, I love, love her. her. Love her so much. And Rebel Wilson. Oh, she's and, fantastic. And the banter with her and the, the lead singer of the boy acapella group yes. and the sort of, you know, hate sex going yes. on there. Yes. See, sometimes I think about having crystal meth, but uh, go nah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe and not. that last, that whole last competition scene. Yeah. Like both the boys and the girls, whenever I watch the movie, I get to the end and then I just rewatch that last scene mm-hmm. two or three more times. Like, eh, yeah, let's watch that again. It's good. It's and really again. Good. It's so satisfying. Ah, yeah. And um, it's, it's like so really. It's so quotable though. That's the thing that really yeah. stuns me is like that, that is a script that was like made for the internet age you can pluck quotes out of there like crazy it is so just the the turns of phrases are so well written the- well they have pitch per- perfect movie parties at the alamo so that should tell you something. oh sweet <laughs> quote along sing-alongs yeah oh no leave it there it fuels my hate fire <laughs> It's just so, oh, it's just so perfect. It's so female positive. Yeah. But not like, like, do you get what I mean? Like, it's really yeah. a lot in the same school as like Bridesmaids mm-hmm. in that it's it's a female centric movie, but not about being female. I've never just, seen Bridesmaids. Oh, my God. Okay. Add we'll write it down. The, we'll write it down. Add it to the list. Holy I'll shit. I'll write it down. I'll write it down. Bridesmaids. Um, oh also, uh, Christopher Mintz-Platz in just a little tiny role, but oh my god, I love him. He just <laughs> takes over <laughs> for a couple uh, scenes. Yes. Yes. Uh, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And he just, like, why are you in this movie? Apparently you're in this movie. That's okay. It's like, uh, he was walking by one day. We just grabbed him and kidnapped him and made him do a couple scenes for us, and it's cool. Well, you, you get the feeling like Elizabeth Banks signed on to help produce and then people were, and you know, they got Anna Kendrick and they were like, you know what? This looks like fun. Yeah. And then like people who are buddies are like, yeah, I'll show up for a day of shooting. Why not? Yeah. That'd be fun. That's a thing we could do. Oh, now I want to watch the ending scene again. Yeah. And it's just yeah. a solid cast. 
Yeah. Yeah, just so and everybody is Oh awesome. my god, and the lesbian, the, <laughs> the black lesbian who's just like, here, let me help you. Yeah. <laughs> or I love the, the the confessional scene and she gets up and it's like, oh, here it comes. And she goes, I have a gambling problem. And it's like, oh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? What? Yeah. It happened after I broke up with my girlfriend. Oh, there it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> right? <laughs> Wump, there it is, as as Rebel Wilson says. <laughs> Crushed it. Crushed it. Crushed it. I, yeah, I am a fan of Rebel Wilson in that movie. I, I love her entire character. I love that she's brazen and confident and sexual. And, of course, everybody loves me. Mm-hmm. I I love it. Yes. Yes. It's perfect. <sighs> okay. I, I've, I've wrestled kangaroos and crocodiles at the same time. <laughs> what was that like? I don't know, but it's so good. <laughs> I just want to like go to IMDb and just go to the quotes page. It's like, just read them all. Just take notes. Yeah. Well, hold on. Let's see. Oh God, there's a vomit angel. That's right. <laughs> yes, there's they a vomit back, angel. came back to me. <laughs> when Lily lays down oh, in it and you're just like what? What the hell is going on? What? But no, I love it. Oh, but oh god. Don't do that. That's no. No, that's no. not hygienic. I'm I'm actually holding my microphone cuz the cords uh do 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 quotes. <laughs> Women are about as good at a cappella as they are at being doctors. Oh jeez. <laughs> What are you doing? Horizontal running. <laughs> you guys are going to get pitch slapped so hard, your man boobs are going to concave. Yeah. <laughs> so quotable. Lesbianist. <laughs> oh, the the don't respect pun. us. The, the acapella puns. Oh, God. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. Oh, oh yeah. I kind of like that that heightened reality the 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 movie knows it's ridiculous and it just mm-hmm. rolls with it. Yeah. You're yeah. you're suddenly on on a college campus where the coolest people are the a cappella nerds. Right. And there are multiple <laughs> groups. Like right? like sharks versus jets, multiple groups. Not not no. not just like West Side Story. We're talking more like the Warriors. You know, <laughs> they all have their look. No sign of any sports except for a Quidditch match that's happening in the background. Yes, that's how much of a nerd school this is. She goes up to a group called the DJs. She's like, "Yeah, DJs." They're like, "Oh yeah, we're the Deaf Jews." <laughs> what? Shalom. Well, that's not a real word. <laughs> oh my god and there's so much but there's also so much non like humor that's non-typically female like balona boobs yeah and the the vomiting that it's like yes thank you women find this stuff funny too yeah it's okay to (laughs) yeah not necessarily i i I can see what you were going for in your initial description it's like it's not necessarily raunchy but it is um it can go for the baseline just as hard as uh, you do in the Hangover movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like I don't, I can't think of the right word for that. It's not gross out, but it's that. It's not quite fart level of yeah. Jokes, it's not but toilet it's, humor, but it's 
it's you know body humor or body humor body humor sort of sniggering up your sleeve like yeah <laughs> that's that's gross it's lowbrow 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 there you go thank you for being my walking thesaurus you're welcome hello dear listeners i am popping in to say that i like you i really do I like you so much that I'm not going to make this episode two and a half hours long because that's how long our audio was. And if I cut it, the episode all together in one go, um, you'd have another supersized episode like you did last time. And I like you. I'd like you to stay. So I'm going to dole this out over the next couple episodes or one episode, two episodes. I'm not sure how many. It'll be plural, whatever it is. So... Here's our first half of our lovely movie cinema marathon holiday thing. And please join us next time for more of it. I promise it gets weirder from here. So I have been Melissa and I have been accompanied all the way from Texas by my trusty co-host, Wendy, and we will catch you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us in the Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. Our theme song was written by Tim Wick and Jeffrey Brown and recorded and mastered by Chad Dutton. You can find us on iTunes and on Stitcher. You can also visit us at XanaduCinema.com, follow us on Twitter at Xanadu Cinema, and like us on Facebook at Xanadu Cinema Pleasure Dome. And I'm naked. What happened? <laughs>